Hey everybody, it's Matt Powers. I'm an author, educator, citizen scientist, soil expert, and family guy. And I teach people all over the world how to live more regeneratively. And today I wanna talk to you about IMO1 and IMO2. These are preps, these are the fundamental preps from Korean Natural Farming, KNF. You may have heard about this from Chris Trump or uh, Eric Weinert or um, even Master Cho perhaps uh, in one of his books or one of his classes. Korean Natural Farming is, is, is a fascinating practice. We're just gonna talk about these two preps though. They're the beginning of all the IMO, indigenous microorganism preps. So IMO1 is partially cooked rice in a breathable box that is covered and put in a very fertile space in a, a forest or, or, or it could be really any, any biome, but a fertile area where it's protected so that it can get inoculated. And a few days later, you're gonna take that back. It's going to be have this, this, this wild, fluffy, downy mold on it. And that's going to be combined with brown sugar, equal parts by weight, and that'll be IMO2. So that's what they are, but what just happened? Because that was not, you know what I mean, that was not typical. This is kind of a unique thing here. So partially sterilized rice is the substrate. Um, we are often um, sterilizing substrates to do mycology. And, and then it's inoculated by wild saprophytes. So it's dead, sterilized organic matter that saprophytes, decomposers, microbes, are then occupying and digesting in that box. And so the mold blooms and it's a selection of microbes from that soil and from the air. And the sugars select in my IMO2 when we're combining it with sugars, the sugars select and preserve the bacteria from inside the fungi, the mold, fluff, the, the white fluffy mold, and the spores and some of the hyphae fragments. But primarily you're breaking that up. And so it, it, it preserves it and it's another selection process because some things can't survive that osmotic shock. And so when the white bloom turns to black, it's it's sporulating. So you might be like, oh no, a white bloom is a good bloom. We're combining with sugar. So you're actually doing it before it sporulates. And I have a theory that um, you probably get different things to a different, like different ratios in your IMO2 depending on when you time your collection because it's the same fungi, whether it's white hyphae or white hyphae with the black, uh, the black appearing, because the black is like these droplets on top that are uh, not what droplets, but it's these heads that are covered with spores on top. Um, so we, we have to realize that there's, there's more to this story going on here. And so these, we are actually selecting for and then we're using them later on to inoculate organic matter that we're trying to decompose, like a compost pile. So who are they? Well, in this sample that I've, 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 I'm looking at here and that I've been looking at um, recently, it's most likely rhizopus that the fungi is, but we have to remember that it is 
harboring tons of very active teeming bacteria inside. So um, this is because uh, not all fungi have complete septa, the separation between the, uh, the, the sections of fungi. Uh, the incomplete septa actually makes it so that it's like a pipeline for bacteria. So the fungi may be using these bacteria as external and internal um, digestion components. I'm not sure. Uh, it's going to take more study to really uh, figure out exactly what is going on um, and whether or not just interrupting the sporulating process makes it so that you have... Um, that same fungi uh, re-express. It really depends, probably. Um, so I'm going to test this out. Uh, there might be a hard and fast rule here, though. So we're, we're, we're testing things. I'm going to be doing um, DNA sequencing on the bacteria. We're going to be IDing the fungi. Um, but why is this good? Why do we desire this in Korean natural farming? Um, we're talking about bread mold, essentially. Rhizopus you know, stelonifer is a is, is bread mold, uh, which is that white fluffy mold. Uh, by selecting for very specific molds, by then feeding them sugar, and then um, feeding them again and again and again, we actually are selecting for the best decomposers, and this supercharges decomposition. So this is how in Korean natural farming, they're like having compost piles disappear in a week and it's fermentation. It's not the heat that you would, it's not the same heat that you would have from like a, a hot compost from like Elaine Ingham or something like that. Um, these spoilage microbes um, are, are controlling that. And it may be the case that these spoilage microbes, their spores and even their various forms actually feed strong plants and through rhizophagy and they may be harmless to healthy plants which kind of makes sense spoilage only happens on dead or dying food um it, like it happens on dead and decaying organic matter so why is this all important matt you, you know what i mean <laughs> you maybe ask yourself i just learned about this so why is this important you just filled my head up with all this well speeding up decomposition is powerful and it may be a way to prime the health of the plant through rhizophagy because it's working. It's causing the plants with the IMO um, uh, fertilizers to be supercharged, to be primed. And you're also dealing with farm waste in a very efficient, timely manner. So you're turning something that was a waste product into a fertility product that's boosting and strengthening your plants. It's incredible. That's why it's important. But even more to that, we should think about things a little bit. We need to be safe. We don't want to breathe in our IMO. Um, our IMO is going to have everything. It's going to have mold. If you're allergic to mold, you don't want to be sniffing You know your IMO. That's going to be very, very bad for you. You don't want to be doing probably the IMO work indoors. You want to do it outside so you're not covering all the surfaces with spores that are mold spores. You want to make sure it's ventilated. Um, maybe use a mask if you're allergic to these things or you're sensing that you're breathing some of these things. And then also be aware that you can catch anything. Um, it's wild. So you might get you know things that are undesirable in the catchments. And that's why sometimes you get an IMO catch uh, collection, I should say, 
that is not desirable. And Chris Trump actually is a person that constantly is vetting people's boxes. People are sending him pictures of boxes. Is this good? Is this good? And he's looking at it just visually and saying, that's good, that's good, that's good. And it's that white, pure, fluffy white mold before it has its chance to sporulate. I don't know um, if that's because we're favoring the bacteria and not the fungi, but the fungi will show up there later no matter what from what I've seen, from what other people's uh, trials visually that I've seen. I'm actually testing these things out and we'll have more information soon. Speaking of that, um, we need to you know, map out these. We need to figure out how to ID all these perfectly within the community as a community, not just me as an individual. Working with Dr. James White, working with Chris Trump, Stephen Reisner, I'm doing DNA sequencing. We're gonna be doing more sampling and more testing. And that's why the R-Soil database is so important. So we have a place to put all this information and for people to actually check out and use as a reference and add to so that the, that we have a more developed and rich understanding of these things. And this is also why I'm doing the regenerative soil microscopy and DNA books. And I'm writing them at the same time because the DNA is it's me going to the back of the book and checking that I'm right or wrong you know what I mean I'm looking at these things and then I'm checking the DNA because um, no one's ever done that on a consistent basis I own DNA sequencing equipment I don't know anyone else outside of a handful of mycologists that have that no one in the soil world has this so this is an opportunity that I have to actually develop an understanding that no one has um, and insights that no one has developed that are that will guide us uh, moving forward. And they already are. I'm creating new protocols. I have completely new insights. Um, what's relevant changes entirely when you know what's actually in there and what things, because what things do if, if they're in the dominant position, you're like, well, this thing's doing it. That's, then you know what's dominantly happening. The dominant behaviors of the soil suddenly come to you. Yeah, it's incredible. It's really, really incredible. So that's what I'm working on right now. I'm, I'm doing tons of sample work and building the rubrics and refining the rubrics. I have the protocols and I'm, I'm mapping out the ranges for things. Um, and so the rubrics are really hardy um, and well-developed. So, uh, and that's the thing is I, I really want this to be something that is going to, and I know because of what I'm doing, it's gonna change the world. And, 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 and you'll be able to see it. You'll be able to participate in it. You'll be able to do it too you'll be able to change the world. That's what the database is all about. Uh, no one can, we, we actually can't do it alone. No individual can like take the ball and run with it far enough to, to do what we're gonna do in the RSOIL database and to do with what we're gonna do with the protocols and the processes that you'll learn regenerative soil microscopy and regenerative soil DNA. So that's what I'm working on. That's the whole trilogy, the Regenerative Soil Trilogy I'm working on right now. If you don't have a copy of Regenerative Soil, I highly recommend it. Universities with established um, gardens and farms are doubling their yields with Regenerative Soil. So be sure to check that out. Uh, my website, RegenerativeSoilScience.com has it. Uh, ThePermacultureStudent.com has it. Uh, check out those websites. Click the link down below. And right now, our future is about to happen. 
It's a annual conference. It happens once a year and it's how I prime myself for the year. And I share that experience with other people and we all get together and get really excited and start the year off right. So I hope that you join us. There's free giveaways. It's the whole event's free. There's live uh, giveaways all week. Incredible sponsors, not to be missed. Um, check out the link down below to check that out as well. Thank you so much for, for listening. IMOs are absolutely incredible. They're going to continuously teach us. There's so much to learn in this space. Um, and and like I said, you can catch anything. So it might not just be Rhizopus that you're normally catching. It could be a whole collection of others that look exactly the same. Um, and I know this because uh, Dr. James White and I are looking at you know three to four lookalikes constantly with different collections that we're looking at. So there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of space. There's a, and it's all exciting. That's the most wonderful thing about this. It's all so exciting. So thank you for subscribing, for being part of my community. I'm Matt Powers. Grow abundantly, learn daily, and live regeneratively. And I'll see you soon. Regenerative soil is the breakthrough that farmers and gardeners all over the world are using to unlock the full potential of their plants and soils. Universities are doubling their yields. Farmers are increasing their water holding capacity by thousands of gallons of water per acre per year. Gardeners are seeing pest pressure disappear and evaporate. The most challenging aspects of growing food are being addressed by focusing on the linchpin to all life, the soil. If we can get our soil right, we can grow amazing food, raise amazing animals, and overcome all of these challenges. We skip the pests, the diseases, the viruses, and soil damage. We instead focus on making things better and better. So our food, yields, and nutrition continue to improve exponentially with every single season. Learn to understand soil from the micro to the macro, down to the individual microbes, ions, and enzymes, and how they directly relate to hands-on action and pragmatic strategies for our farms, fields, and gardens. We can grow food faster with higher yields and nutritional density, but it all comes down and comes back to your soil. Is it resilient? Is it regenerative? Join us and change the way you see the world, food, soils, and everything and how it relates. I'm Matt Powers. Grow abundantly, learn daily, and live regeneratively. And click that link. Join us this season. Don't miss out.